Welcome to Aston Means Business, SMEs Adapting to COVID-19 Challenges. I'm Steve Dyson, the journalist presenting this regular podcast for Aston Business School. We're focusing on how small businesses are changing their operations to cope with the huge economic disruption caused by the coronavirus pandemic. We're interviewing business leaders who are taking part or who've previously taken part in Aston Centre for Growth's programmes. They're discussing their challenges, sharing their experiences and explaining how they are adapting to the crisis. We're also talking to some of Aston Business School's top academics and other experts, getting their valuable insight, analysis and advice for SMEs. Please bear with us as we're following safe distancing advice by recording the podcasts online. In today's episode, we're going to find out how two businesses in the events and hospitality sector have been getting on as the economy starts to reopen. Joining me to talk about their experiences is Mark Hart, the Professor of Small Business and Entrepreneurship at Aston Business School. Hello to you, Mark. Hi, Steve. Good to be talking to you again. And you, Mark. Entrepreneurs Mark Hornby and Jonathan Carter-Morris are the co-founders and directors of Caviar and Chips. That's a specialist wedding caterer in its fourth year of operations. They also own the 16th century Virgins and Castle Pub in Kenilworth, which they bought and relaunched in early March this year. Now, Mark first spoke to us in episode 13 of our first series. At that stage, Mark explained how Caviar and Chips, with a turnover of around a quarter of a million pounds a year, and the pub, which was set to add another three quarters of a million in revenues, both had to pause all operations because of the lockdown. Mark's joining us again today to tell us how things are going for both businesses. Hello to you, Mark. Hey, Steve. Nice to be with you again. Thanks for having me. No problems, Mark. Let's let's talk about caviar and ships first. Uh, when we last spoke to you, Mark, you were working closely with um, customers to postpone and rearrange their special days for after lockdown. Mm. Now, I know there was a huge amount of administration there, but you were determined to look after your customers. And you told us how you hoped your customers would eventually look after you, which was a, a great theme to talk about. How are things at Caviar and Ships now, especially given what was supposed to be the partial reopening of small wedding receptions from the 1st of August, which the government reversed with very little notice on the 31st of July? Yeah, sure. So um, I guess if we skip back to when I when, when I spoke to you in April, we were, as you say, talking to all of our clients and finding ways for them to postpone their weddings and, and events because we also had some corporate clients as well needing to postpone things. Um, and so essentially with everybody, we kind of like, we weren't really sticking to our terms and conditions as normal. We were trying to help people replan their days as best we could. And I'm really pleased to say that we managed to move everyone to either later in the year or to next year or indeed the year after. Um, and, you know, I, I think I said that one of our key values was to be client led. And so that's what we did being first, just looking after our clients. Um, and you're right that we started working towards um, latest, well, I say pre-latest government guidelines were that small events were going to be able to start happening again from the 1st of August. Um, and so we were thinking about how do we work with that? So there was going to be a cap on how many guests you could have, and it was going to be around about 30. Um, and so from the 1st of August, you could have 30 guests at your wedding. And so we did have a few in the diary um, where we were going to start doing that. And we had guidelines and measures in place, as you can imagine, about how to keep our team safe, our guests safe, um, and, and just making sure that, you know, Things were, were in place to make people feel secure and safe as possible. Um, and then government said that they needed to extend those guidelines, actually. And so it was at least for another two weeks. So we're looking at towards like mid-August now. 
where we think we might get uh, an extension on what when the events can go on again. At the moment, we are speaking to our clients that do have August events. Um, and, and, and quite finally, kind of one of them is the 15th of August, and uh, which is the day after we're expecting government to announce. And I was on a call with them yesterday as well. So what do we do and how do we manage it? And we are kind of making this up a little bit ourselves um, because you know guidance is a bit vague and we're, there's lots of unknowns. But what we are doing consistently is just asking our clients, what would you like to do? What would you feel safe? And then looking at guidelines to say, what can we do within those parameters? Yeah, it's such a complex and constantly changing picture for you, Mark. And yet it sounds like you're still working closely with people for what are such important dates in their lives. But as a business, it must be really difficult because although you may have a few events taking place later this month, um, at the moment, nothing's changed. There's no revenues coming in, is there? No, that's right. So, I mean, what we were doing, again, if we go back to when we first chatted in April, as you know, thankfully, we were able to furlough the team. Um, so government support there has been enormously helpful for businesses like us around the country. Um, Jonathan and I carry on working and we weren't paying ourselves. But, you know, I guess we were doing the best we could to keep things going. We were looking at things like expenditure and what kind of things can we save there? What can we cut? What kind of holidays can we take? Um, we did look at what kind of grants would be applicable for or eligible for rather. And we did get a small, a very small grant. Um, from Birmingham Council and we've just noticed that they've extended their grants and they do have more money to give away so we're going through a process of applying again and we, what we one of the things that we have found is needed to be looking out there to like what advice what support is available be it free support be it financial support or even just guidance from like our accountants and so forth um, and then what we've also been doing as well is we introduced a small deposit um, initiative for our clients that wants to book us for next year and the year after. Um, so normally clients would pay a 50% deposit, but what we introduced was just a small save the date deposit of £500. And so that drove a lot of inquiries. And, you know, the great thing is that people are still planning weddings, events uh, for 2021 and 2022, and even later in this year. Um, and so that did definitely help with um, cash flow, but it also, more importantly, helped us keep in touch with clients, secure new clients, and then think about what the business is going to look like over the next 18 months to two years. Yeah, listening to you, you're, you're very positive about the fact that people still want you, you're still there. And whilst this is a, a slowdown during the um, the lockdown and as we emerge from lockdown, you still feel that there's a growth inquiries in inquiries for the future. Yeah, it's really, really encouraging, actually. You know, we're a business that's been going three years and, you know, We've been super ambitious and we've wanted to grow quickly. Um, and one of the main ways we've done that is by being client-led and using our values to make really good decisions. So, you know, it, it just so happens that we do food and drink at events, but our values are to create moments and memories. And that's what we talk about. And we find ways to create moments and memories for our clients. And I don't think that will ever go away. Whatever government guidance are, whatever society looks like, people still want to be able to celebrate things, have a great time. And we want to be that kind of business that is there to be able to help people to do that. So I think in that respect, as long as we're always using our values to make good decisions, and it then becomes what our strategy and tactics become in terms of how we execute that. It is an uncertain stage at the moment, of course, Mark. And I want to ask you, if you could directly speak to the government today, what would you say needs to happen to help the sector next? 
gosh. Um, well, uh, that'd be an interesting conversation. Um, so I guess for us over the last few months, it feels like things have been really vague. Um, it's been really hard to make um, best laid out plans because you're not quite sure what's going to happen next or when. Um, and, you know, as every business owner would know, it's kind of like you make good decisions based on good data, good information, um, and, then, and, then you, and then you can go forward. Whereas at the moment, we're just so uncertain. Um, I think we kind of fall into almost like a gap in the events market, in the event sector where, you know, I know government are working with big events and stadiums. And if you think about national events and things like that, and there are strategies and plans in place, it's kind of like we almost fall in that gap where it's a little bit unknown and a little bit uncertain, weddings, events, celebrations, what to do at home, um, small gatherings, those kind of things are falling through the gap. And there is that uncertainty in the businesses that operate like us and then our clients so when you take a small handful of our clients and ask them what do they think is happening, they all think different things. Um, and so I think that uncertainty is not is really unhelpful, um, both for businesses like ourselves and clients that we work with. So I think just having a, um, a little bit more guidance, a little bit more clarity and a bit more of a roadmap. As well as caviar and chips, of course, Mark, um, you and Jonathan have just bought and launched your first pub, the 16th Century Virgins and Castle. Now, that was obviously closed on the 23rd of March. What's happened since with that business? Yeah, so um, we were open a week uh, and, then, and then quickly closed again. So when government guidance came out to close the doors, uh, we obviously did so. Uh, and then I guess the first priority was communicating with our guests and with our team. Um, so just letting people know what we knew, firstly, that we, we weren't open anymore. But also, then what was it that we were going to do next? Um, part of it, we didn't really know ourselves. But, you know, we quickly got together using the power of Zoom, which I think every other business has probably used, um, and started putting together plans about how do we keep ourselves in the people's minds uh, around the Kenilworth community and also our other guests, but also making the team feel reassured about, you know, what the future might be like uh, for the pub, for their jobs, uh, for working with us. So we put together a little bit of a comms plan just to keep people posted um, about different things that we were doing. So we did a takeaway service. Um, we did things like we we launched a pub quiz. So every Tuesday on Facebook, we've done a quiz and that's still been going, which has been really interesting and fun to do. And then just keeping people um, up to date with you know what the menu is and all the different things that we put in place because we only took over for a week and we completely changed the place in terms of like menus and drinks and things like that. But, it, you know, for our guests, they hardly got a chance to really try us. So there was still a lot of messaging to do uh, and keeping people up to date. Um, and then obviously we worked with our brewery uh, to understand what happens. How do we get ready for orders again? How do we get deliveries again for when pubs might be able to open? Um, and, and then waiting for that news for when we could open again. And when you did open again, Mark, um, how did that work and how has that gone so far? Yeah, so obviously news came out that we could open on the 4th of July. So we've now been open a few weeks. We decided that we would go ahead and do that. Um, we haven't gone full throttle. Um, we've opened Thursday to Sunday. Um, and what we wanted to do, you know, the most important thing is that we wanted people to come back, feel safe, feel comfortable, and know that if they came to the Virgins and Castle for a drink or something to eat, that it was fine and that, you know, um, we were looking after people. We wanted to... We just basically wanted people to come back and it feel okay because we are aware that there's lots of anxiety about what happens, how does it work? I mean, even just going to the supermarket was complicated. Um, so we didn't want it to feel complicated. 
So we got together and again, you know, we've got an amazing team around us that help put in bestly plans again around um, where do guests come? How do they order? Uh, we've just done everything table service. Um, we've got contactless payment. We've put our teams into bubbles um, so they don't come across each other. Um, we have one in, one out systems, one way traffic. But the idea is that you come into the pub, um, there's a host at the door. They talk you through it. They make you feel relaxed. They help you to your table. And then you can just enjoy your food and drink and we can look after the rest. And I think reading the feedback that we've been getting across the different platforms and just chatting to people in the pub, they've really appreciated it. Notice what we've done without it feeling too in your face. Um, one thing that we didn't want is that you're sat there enjoying your food and drinking your pint and constantly reminded that there's a virus going on. We wanted people to know that there was things in place, but fundamentally that they could just come in and enjoy the space. That sounds great. And, and for the business itself, in terms of cash flow, how has that gone? Yeah, so, I mean, it was very similar to caviar and chips, really. Stop operations um, and, and then no money comes in. So then looking for things, what can we save? What things do we have to, what, what things can we stop paying for? Our brewery Everards were fantastic with us um, and ceased um, charging us for rent, um, which has been enormously helpful. So we didn't have to order any products. Um, we managed to furlough the team, which was great. Um, we weren't eligible for any grants, which was really unfortunate. Um, so, yes, we did have to dip into loans again. So we've gone into more debt for the, for the pub to keep that going. Um, and then Jonathan and I, you know, we obviously weren't paying ourselves. Um, so all of those kind of things to try and get you through it uh, is what we did. And then we did the takeaway service a little bit, but, you know, that wasn't generating huge amounts of money. It was more about just being there for the community and, again, keeping in people's minds. Um, so all of those things together have helped us get through it. And now that we're working four days a week um, and we've introduced a breakfast menu and a lunch menu, um, people are coming back in. We're only at 40% capacity because um, obviously we have to space all the tables and just manage a flow of people coming into the pub because um, it's all about minimising risk. Um, but we have been generating revenue and it's great to be able to see that people are coming back in again um, and we're pulling pints again. So, so that's been really good. And you can see a future where you're going to start making money again as restrictions continue to ease. Yeah, I think, you know, as the world starts going back to normal, whatever normal is, even if it's the new normal, um, if we're working again, both in caviar and chips, as we were, if we're working again in the pub and it's open seven days a week and people are enjoying breakfast, lunch, dinner, come into the pub, um, we're quietly confident that, you know, we've got a great product, we've got great service, we've got an incredible team around us. Um, we're really looking forward to just getting up and going and making things work again. Um, and, and just essentially looking after our guests, which should be fantastic. It all sounds really encouraging, Mark. Um, but listening to your story and to your dual journey uh, at both the Virgin's and Castle and back as Caviar and Chips, it does show what a huge challenge it is for businesses in the events and hospitality sector to recover from lockdown. But you seem so focused on getting through this. What would you advise to other SMEs in the sector to prioritise as they try to adapt? Well, yeah, um, and I think not just our sector, but lots of sectors. We've seen over the last few months, we've lost some really large businesses, some incredible businesses. And again, we just feel remarkably fortunate to have been able to get through this and feel awful for those people who haven't and have also lost their jobs. And hopefully there's a, there are opportunities for them again in the future. I think what we've done ourselves is 
firstly, we've got amazing people around us. Our team are fantastic. And even before we went into lockdown, Jonathan and I were always about recruiting incredible people that are far better than us that will help us deliver our vision. Um, I think that's really put us in good stead. We really focus on our customers and our clients and our guests. Everything that we do is fundamentally to make sure that they have an amazing experience. Um, I think that's really helped with loyalty uh, and engagement with our brands. And then I think constantly communicating, keeping people up to date, even if you're just making sure that people aren't second guessing. I think if people feel informed, then they feel relaxed. And I think if you're coming across with uh, information so that people aren't having to guess or even just dismiss things, um, then they'll come to you as an, uh, an area of expertise or just reassurance. And I think reassuring our guests through the whole process has been really important to get us through these last few months as well. Mark Hornby, the co-founder and director of Caviar and Chips and the Virgins and Castle Pub in Kenilworth. Many thanks for talking about your experience with Aston Means Business. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me again. Professor Mark Hart was listening to my interview with Mark Hornby, and he joins us again online now. Uh, Mark, thinking about caviar and chips first, this really is a challenging time for SMEs in the event sector, isn't it? With none of their usual revenues coming in. Well, I mean, it's an impossible time, to be to be fair. I mean, I think listening to Mark, I can't believe how calm he remains uh, when he's talking to you and uh, teasing out some of the issues in his business. Look, the hospitality sector has been crucified at the current time, um, and it's very difficult. And one of the big issues he's got, obviously, is that um, you know the whole way in which we're trying to get out of lockdown is confusing. Um, guidance is changing. Um, things are announced and changed within 24 hours. No business can plan for that degree of uncertainty. Um, so he's having to you know, react very quickly on his feet. So yes, he is remaining calm, but more importantly, though, he is actually thinking through some of the ways in which he can continue to generate revenue at this time. So yes, disappointing from the property point of view and the wedding venue, but obviously still thinking about how you can generate income. From what Mark says, um, it sounds like SMEs in the events sector have just fallen through the gap in terms of government thinking. They could do with more of a roadmap, um, Mark thinks. I I think it is a roadmap issue. I mean, you know, people understand that there are clearly um, the public health crisis has not gone away. And therefore, social distancing is important. Um, So for any business who's taking um, customers onto their premises, um, is going to really be facing a lot of, of challenges at the, at the moment, but they need clear guidance. Um, and that's something which has been uh, not really, uh, doesn't seem to me anyway, and I think Mark would agree that uh, a priority of government, they seem to be just reacting as opposed to having a clear roadmap, as you say, Steve. And I think that's really important for businesses to know where they're going. I have to say, though, that you know, in a public health crisis, the roadmap is subject to change. And, you know, if you're giving um, priority to, you know, keeping people safe and healthy, then you have to expect changes. But it it does make it very difficult for the sector. You know, and I do believe that, you know, with the furlough scheme in August, um, you know, winding down, I I think that's the wrong signal. I think this virus, this uh, health emergency is with us well into the winter months. And I think government should be giving some certainty to some of the major schemes and listening to, to Mark, it was clear that, um, you know, getting some debt into the company through loans, 
as well as the furlough scheme is something he still needs he still needs access to. You know, you've got an innovative, you know, business in the hospitality sector, and sometimes they're very difficult to come across. Um, and those are the types of innovative businesses that need to be supported by government at this time. Meanwhile, Mark's other business at the Virgins and Castle pub, that seems to be enjoying a slightly smoother emergence from lockdown, isn't it? A little bit. I mean, I think, you know, I was referring to it earlier that, you know, in terms of the the wedding industry, I think what he's seeking to do, and a very sensible, and that's a general point for all businesses at the time, is to think about your customer, contact your customer, put the customer first, listen to them, and try and come up with packages which make them um, more attractive. I mean, it's perhaps something that Mark could be doing with, with the VAT situation at the moment, whereby if they can encourage customers to pay more up front, um, they can avoid a VAT bill before the end of uh, March next year. So there's things that could be done um, over and above what Mark mentioned on, on the interview you had with him. But I think, yeah, it's about keeping in contact with the customers, trying to keep them on board. Um Weddings will always take place. People want venues, and within the government guidelines in the current crisis, it's about making make, making everything the order of the possible. And over at the pub, over at the Virgins and Castle, what does it sound like they're getting right over there? Making sure it's a safe environment for their customers. I mean, that's the most important thing. I mean, you know, it's clear when you look at WHO advice and many of the senior medical officers in the UK. You know, these these environments are some some of the deadliest places for catching the disease. So making it, you know, really hyper safe for people to come in and feel comfortable that everyone is res- is respecting the rules and there are no exceptions. I think that's the best way that in which a business like that can operate. It will reduce the number of, of, of people coming into the business. It will reduce the, the number of covers that can be can be done. But you know, within that constraint. Um, some revenue is taking over, and, and the important thing is, you're developing your brand. You're being seen as one of you know a niche, um, a niche business in the sector. Um, you, the flag's still flying. Your footfall is still there. It's reduced, yes, but it's getting some revenue into the business, and I think that's really, really important for cash flow at this time. And also, you know, if you can actually get suppliers to be giving you better terms, you know, I find that's a very difficult conversation at times, but. Keep your costs under really, really strong uh, control is, is, is a good way of managing it this time. Thank you, Mark, for joining us on this episode. Always good to talk to you. Thank you. Yes, many thanks to Mark Hart, the Professor of Small Business and Entrepreneurship at Aston Business School, and to entrepreneur Mark Hornby, the co-founder and director of Caviar and Chips and the Virgins and Castle Pub. We'll be back soon with another case study of how businesses are adapting to the pandemic and with more crucial analysis and advice from academics and experts here at Aston. Aston means business. SMEs adapting to COVID-19 challenges. Thanks for listening.